Well, good morning. First of all, let me begin by telling you that I am missing you a whole lot. Uh, I am planning on coming into work, but I'm still testing positive for COVID. So uh, wave at me through the window, but I'm going to at least try to get some things done in the meantime. Uh, I do want to thank Dallas and Phil for running a the Fifth Sunday Sing while I was away on vacation. Uh, I want to thank Al for leading worship last Sunday and uh, for uh, allowing God's people to continue worship despite all the things that I'm going through right now. So thank you one and all. It is good to be with you even if it is this way. I need to thank Wayne, too. He's here today recording this service and making this possible. So thank you, Wayne. Let us pray. Lord, we're grateful for new ways of bringing old, wise words. When I can leave a prayer on a voicemail and someone can replay it, and find assurance. We're grateful for that. When we can have a recording of a sermon being preached that might still touch our hearts and mean something to our lives, we are grateful for that. Uh, I thank you for this church family, for this opportunity of being with them in this way. Uh, bless us this morning with your word, open our hearts to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. A man was having difficulty communicating with his wife, and he decided that she was becoming hard of hearing. So he decided to run a test without her knowing about it. So one evening... He sat in a chair on the far side of the room. Her back was to him, and she could not see him. Very quietly, he whispered, Can you hear me? There was no response. Uh, moving a little closer, he asked again, Can you hear me? Still. No reply. Quietly, he edged even closer. Can you hear me? And nothing but silence. Still no answer. Finally, he moved so close that he was sitting right behind his wife. Can you hear me now? To his surprise, with great annoyance in her voice, she answered for the fourth time, yes, I can hear you. There is so much to celebrate in the verses we hear this morning in the story of Eli and Samuel. It's all about hearing the voice of God. One part of the story that I dearly love is the fact that Eli, the old, prophet, the old priest, is beginning the mentoring relationship with Samuel, the young prophet, who is 
probably 12 years old at this time. And Eli is teaching him how to answer God's call. Now that hits my life directly. In the United Methodist Church, pastors can be trained as mentors. I was a trained mentor. And they would assign candidates for ministry to each of us. And to walk with these candidates on their journey into answering God's call was such a special privilege. But it's not reserved only for pastors and those becoming pastors. The mentoring relationship is also for the entire family of God. Nora is about to enter confirmation classes. And when she does, I will ask some of you to help mentor Nora to guide her into a deeper relationship with God and her faith. It's an opportunity for Nora, but what an incredible opportunity for us. Us old-timers, think about this, us old-timers, those who have been walking in faith for decades, who have been praying for decades, who have been preaching and serving for decades, we now have a chance to make a life-changing difference as we form a life with the grace and the love of God. That is a huge reason to celebrate. What a privilege it will be to share our faith with Nora. But the story of Eli and Samuel should absolutely thrill us for another reason. This story reminds us that God speaks to us. Now, that may not seem like such a big deal to you. Uh, Pastor, I beg your pardon, but why should that surprise any of us that God speaks to us? I speak to God every day before I get out of bed and every night before I get into bed. Mike assures me that he prays fervent prayers every time he is on the golf course. Usually, please let me beat Wayne today. We pray when we want something or when we need something. We pray for healing for ourselves and for others. Guide us, Lord. Show us the way. Give us the words. We pray for guidance and we pray for wisdom. Some Christians pray so much that their life becomes a living prayer. The, always the best example I have of exp- to explain this is Jesus crying out on a cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That is a life that has become a living prayer. Are we staggered by our prayer lives? Why should our prayer lives 
amaze us. Well, when was the last time you spoke to an ant? When was the last time you had a conversation with a worm? When was the last time you told a bug, I love you? Compared to our Master and our Maker, we are nothing but ants and worms and bugs. And yet, God chooses to speak to us and be in relationship with us and to love us. We must recognize this miracle and celebrate this miracle that God speaks to us. And when we're done rejoicing and praising God and thanking God for this glorious gift, then it is time for our hearts to fear. Yes, I said fear. If you read your Bible, you know what happened to so many people in the Bible when God spoke to them. You know what it did to their lives. Abraham heard the voice of the Lord. Move 1,200 miles away. Leave your home, your house, your family, trade it all in for a tent that will have to be repaired and replaced time after time after time. Swap your green pastures for dust and drought and famine. You are leaving everything you have ever known Forever. Say goodbye to your friends. Say goodbye to your extended family. Abraham, I am calling you on a journey that will challenge your sanity, your marriage, even your life. Moses stopped to get a better look at a burning bush and ended up confronting the most powerful man in all of Egypt and wandering a desert for 40 years. Gideon heard God's voice and went into a fight with an army of 300 men against an army of 135,000. For David, hearing God's voice meant having to fight a giant. Nathan heard God's voice, and all he had to do was go to his king and accuse him publicly of being a murderer. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace 
because they heard God's voice. Are you seeing the not-so-subtle picture here? People hear God's voice and end up as missionaries living in some of the most remote and dangerous places on the planet. I have a friend who was being groomed to be the CEO of his father's business. His father had started this business. It was a multinational company. We're, we're talking a salary in the millions. You know, golden parachute, everything we hear on the news. This was this son's destiny. And then he heard God's voice. And he dedicated the rest of his life to serving God as a pastor. Ask the prophet who heard God's voice and ended up married to a prostitute. Ask Mary or Joseph. They both heard God's voice and will tell you it is like dynamite blowing up your entire life. It is not safe for any of us to hear from God. If you want safe, become a UFC fighter. If you want safe, become a peacekeeper in the Middle East. But when we say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening, we step into the fullness of life God has for us. We step into a life marked by God's presence God's power, God's purpose, and God's love. A man whispered, God, speak to me. And a meadowlark sang. But the man did not hear. So the man yelled, God, speak to me. And thunder rolled through the heavens. But the man did not listen. The man looked around and said, God, let me see you. And a star shone more brightly than all the rest. But the man noticed it not. The man then shouted, God, show me a miracle. And a life was born. But the man was unaware. So the man cried out in despair, Touch me, God, and let me know you are here. And God reached down and touched the man. But the man brushed the butterfly away and walked on. Some believe God is silent in our world today. But I tell you the truth, God is always speaking. 
Be deliberate this week. Be intentional this week. Listen for God's voice wherever you go. Because God is sitting right behind us and asking, can you hear me? Amen.